0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to... Oh, I can't do that. Let me do the right way. Hello, everyone I'm trying to do <laughs> Philadelphia, and it's coming out like, I don't know, Swedish. Hello, everyone, and welcome to to Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast where we discuss Strange New Worlds episode uh, 9 and 10 of season 2. Uh, I am, of course, Pavel Chekov here to talk to you about... No, um, I am Chris Newcomer, here to... I, I don't know what the voice that was. Originally, I was trying to do... <laughs> I had been doing a um, a Philadelphia Colombo for Carrie just before we started recording, (laughs) and it was so perfect. And just in the the mere minutes before we pressed the record button, it went away. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, We're here today to discuss, as I mentioned, uh, the last two episodes of the second season of Strange New Worlds. Um, And those episodes are called... Uh, I've got it right here: Subspace Rhapsody and Hegemony, or Hegemony, however you ch- choose to to uh, 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 pronounce it. With me, as always, we've got our wonderful panel of Star Trek enthusiasts. We've got Michael Henley.
1: Hello, you're hearing my voice. <laughs> yeah, and we've got Carrie <laughs> Coleman
0: Hinners.
2: Yeah, I want to uh, solve some
0: crimes in Philadelphia. Hey, yeah, you wanna solve some crimes in Philadelphia? Hey, yo, yeah. hey,
2: yo you wanna <laughs> solve some crimes in Philadelphia? I can't.
0: I think that my favorite part is that <laughs> that Philadelphia yeah. loses some of its um um, <laughs> oh, what's it called um, vowels basically. So or you know it's it's instead of Philadelphia, it's Philadelphia. You know, it's a little a little shortened. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Mike, well, Michael, I'm not hey,
2: from here.
0: Michael, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty
1: good. I had a weekend of doing not much of anything really, but uh, I did it really well. I don't know. I'm having trouble accounting for myself right now. Uh, things are good. I got nothing to complain about.
0: Okay, well, good. We like that. Great. We like no complaints because <laughs> uh, really, you complain a lot otherwise, and we just were. It's we're, true. We were, we were going to talk to you about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. It's been a real uh, issue. So. I, I am a ripe asshole. <laughs> that's, oh yeah that's how everyone describes michael henley the nicest guy on the planet Ripe,
1: the right Ripe asshole
0: oh mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. well i don't love that but okay
1: pungent Un-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gary, uh how oh, are you sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing Gary? i'm great i wanted to share with you because i know this is a visual platform that You're we're on famously
0: visual yeah. um
2: this is a famously visual platform but i got this really cool book called star trek star trek pop-up trillions of Trilligs. and i think it's from the 70s i got it from a vintage bookstore and i'm going to do a live unpackaging for you right now
0: we're doing it right now (laughs) yes
2: so right now i'm opening up the sleeve that it came in it's a hardcover it's got a picture of the original Kirk Enterprise
0: on it. This, this is some skinny nacelles, you know what I mean? And um,
2: I believe... I, I don't know what you mean. We got 1977 copyright on it. So, well, okay, as you can all see at home, look how cool the pop-up is.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. It's
2: pretty cool. And I sneezed when I opened the book, so oh, well, it's well, that... Uh,
0: <laughs> may may uh make glob watch over you. Uh. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yes, glob, oh my glob, and it's really cool.
0: Oh my glob, you guys, drama bomb. Oh
2: my glob, you guys. <laughs> you know they defeat the robots, and it's a pop up book.
0: I had that in the Star Trek encyclopedia. Yeah.
2: Yes, and now yeah. this one only goes to 1994, so I can't tell you <laughs> anything after 1994.
0: But so no Voyager, no Enterprise.
1: Mm. Now it's only
0: like first season
1: of DS nine. You don't even have all of yeah. TNG in that. Well, yeah. but it's a gr- incredible book. Yeah, it's
2: so thorough. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and and visuals and more visuals as you can see of tricorders through the years. <laughs>
0: the retrospective I've been meaning to attend at the art museum, tricorders through the years.
2: I would love that.
0: I would love that too. <laughs>
2: Klingon I did weapons. go to that. They, they
0: had that Star Trek experience when I lived in New York. They had that at um one of the piers. I forget which one it was, but I got to go like sit on like a fabrication of the Next Generation um bridge, which was very fun. But I went alone, so like I had to ask a stranger to take a photo of me in the captain's chair. I was like, this is an odd experience to be doing alone. But anyway,
2: but you needed the pictures. So. I
0: did. I did. You know, I actually got some some Star Trek stuff this week too. Um, I went to Thunderbird Salvage, which is like the vintage, like salvage, like thrift place, by me here in my new neighborhood in East Kensington. Um, and I had there's this one spot where they randomly have a couple Star Trek dolls. Like they had a Deanna Troy there. They had a Guinan. I bought the Guinan a while ago. And then I, they also had some of these like nicer dolls that had like cloth outfits that were from like um, I guess like dolls that were related to the movies like Generations and those stuff. So there were they, like Data and Geordi. And then I looked behind them and I'm like, that's weird. That like murder mystery game box has a enterprise on it. Ooh. And it's literally like one of those, you know, bring home to your friends. Eight people get to be different characters, but it's a Star Trek next generation theme. So I guess someone comes <laughs> back from an away mission having, so one of the people on the away mission stole the object from the away mission. And wow. so it has like eight little like character profiles that each person has to read. And it's like, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm I think fun. we should do it.
2: Yeah. Let's think, play it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to play it. I think we should. <laughs>
2: Let's play it on the podcast right now. Let's do it.
0: Right <laughs> the only problem is that the story gets played out on a cassette tape, but we can solve oh. that. We can just get like a Walkman of some kind or, you know. <laughs> Actually, you no, know, my little record player does play cassettes. We could do it there. Cool.
2: Cool.
0: Um, And otherwise, how, how are I'm you doing? Is... <laughs> yeah,
2: how are you doing? I don't know. Well, Maybe that was how you were doing. I don't know. It
0: was partially, but then also I've got a more bigger how you doing, <laughs> which is um last We were supposed to record what day on, um, last Monday or last Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And last Tuesday, uh, which was the 22nd. Is that right? Yeah. Or maybe the one before that either way on the 22nd, um, my, uh, we woke up and Paul went to go use my car and he came back inside and he said, Hey, um, Uh, you have to come outside. Uh, uh, your car, it may be exploded. I don't know what happened. You have to come outside. What? What? Someone, uh, well, it turns out my car had been set on fire in the middle of the night. And it looks and it, uh, it went up like, like it's total, total loss gone, gone. And, um, yeah. And so that happened and then it happened to my neighbor a few days later and Uh. then some trash cans are set up. So there's some, there's a, there's a fire bug in our neighborhood. Um, which is of course the 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 um the therapeutic term firebug. Uh somebody's having yeah. some issues with fire and it's happening, it happened to us, so it's that's not fun. But so we've been dealing with no. like replacing my car and all that stuff. Wow. And like six does ABC. In... Go ahead, sorry.
2: does insurance even cover that?
0: Oh yeah. Insurance has covered it totally. <laughs> okay. So that's good. I'm cool. not, i mean, I'm financially it's not gonna like kick me in the knees or anything. It's just kind of like a blow oh, to the, good. you know feeling of safety i don't know i think the neighborhood is safe i think this is a random person who's just you know um acting out but um six abc did come out and do like an uh a news piece on it on friday but we haven't told paul's mom who don't worry does not listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) because she's been honest about how she doesn't think this neighborhood is safe (laughs) okay Uh, so we haven't told her about it and so then the news came and they were like okay we'd love to interview you and i was just like you know for me Mm -hmm. being on camera is just a natural place to be and i was like oh yeah (laughs) then i realized that oh i can't because his his mom watches the news in this area so i had to be like can you turn the camera around and like disguise my voice and so then (laughs) if you watch this news article it's like whoa like it's like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) lord that's yeah i'll crazy. send it to you it's, it's it's um both hilarious and you know obviously sad but i'm i'm in a much better spot it's been like two weeks almost since it happened it's been two weeks exactly actually since it happened so i
2: can't imagine wow. um
0: yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best thing that's ever happened but hey you no. know what can you do uh life does move roll along um
2: and the stories you'll tell your grandkids,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah my grand <laughs> the grandchildren of my nephews cuz I don't think they're really going to do that but.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but hey, we're not here to talk about cars that have been set on fire. We're here to talk about hearts and voices that have been set on fire through the That's song right. of Star yes. Trek. Um so why don't we dig into this first um this first episode which is called Subspace Rhapsody? Um, Which is the first ever Star Trek musical episode, which is right up my damn alley, let me tell you. James Kirk, recently promoted to executive officer of the Farragut, uh, would you call me, visits the Enterprise to shadow number one. While conducting communications experiments, Uhura broadcasts a recording of Anything Goes into a Mysterious Subspace Fold. <laughs> Sounds like something I did in college. It produces an improbability field that causes the Enterprise crew to begin singing about their feelings like characters in a musical film. Pike has an argument with Battelle in song in front of the crew. Chapel wins a prestigious research fellowship and reveals in song that she prioritizes it over her relationship with Spock. La'an confesses her feelings for Kirk before the musical can force her to, but he is already in a relationship with Carol Marcus, which is canon, I believe. Um, An affected Klingon ship intends to blow up the fold, but experiments reveal that this will destroy all starships in the vicinity. Uhura determines that singing an upbeat grand finale will provide enough energy to close the improbability field before the Klingons arrive. She encourages the enterprise crew to sing about the fulfillment they find in working together and exploring space. And when the song concludes the improbability field dissipates, man, I enjoyed this so much. How about you guys?
2: Yes. And I'm just really excited to hear what your opinion is because I was thinking about you the entire time when I watched <laughs> this, and I just was like, I want to know what Chris has to say.
0: Oh, I lo- I loved it. I was like, a pagan shit. I was like, well, okay, it's Star <laughs> Trek, and they're singing, and they're like, because, but, and they also are expressing the um, rules about singing in musicals, which yes. is like, you know when you have too much emotion to speak you sing and then when you have too much emotion to sing you dance like it's that's the sort of the I think it was
2: beautiful it was beautiful way to do it and um, if you haven't seen Thank You Places a musical improv show (laughs) I was watching it and I looked over at Scott and I was like this is a Thank You Places show absolutely insane this is exactly a Thank You Places show (laughs) um it was no it was really great I think it was a great way to to use the trope of the musical that to to fit it in nicely into the season to help the characters explore their emotions and get over those little
0: yeah make the the, make the big breakthroughs they've been avoiding and have been able to avoid without having Mm -hmm. to be as vulnerable as this kind of thing makes them absolutely and they were very smart about the how they used the different because everyone can carry a tune at least on this, and yeah. a couple people can really, really sing. I yeah. mean, yeah. um Celia, oh my God, is incredible. And so is she. Have um, a
2: Tony Award? Does she have a Tony? She's
0: award? nominated for a Tony for uh, *Jagged for Little Pill*. Tony. Her mm-hmm. mother has won a couple Tony. Her mother, LaShawn's, oh, is the original right. cast of. um uh, once on this island and uh, uh, color purple. And like, it's just, it's I is didn't incredible. know that. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Her mom, Sean's is incredible. Her mom is who I saw in ragtime in 1998. And she was oh out goodness. of this world. Amazing.
2: Well, she was great, but I was super impressed by uh, Christina Chong's yeah, she uh, was song that good. she did. I said, yeah. whoa. And that's another reason why this uh, episode works so well, because they played to the strengths of the, their actors.
0: Yeah, Rebecca yeah. Romain can kind of really sing well too. I thought. Yeah, I thought she wasn't was very. She was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the men were in general kind of like okay, they're 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 speaking it in tune. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> who,
1: who do you think of the men was best in show?
0: Um. You know, is it telling of me that I never really listen to men sing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a countertenor, so I'm always just like, I'm listening for the female voices that are around here. I'm really well, kind of intrap- interested in perspective, that, yeah.
2: I think that Ethan Peck did a good job. I enjoyed um, the voice of uh, Anson Mount because it wasn't like, he, okay, he's he can carry a tune, but he's not a singer like the rest of the folks, right? that's how i took it yeah well it's
0: like it's like the he's hitting the notes but there isn't necessarily like a tonal quality or like a a refinement to the tone yeah but i kind
2: of appreciate i appreciated that because like i said again they were like this is what your strengths are you know they didn't make him do something he wasn't able to do
0: um
2: my favorite though was the auto-tune klingons (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, um, who are coming in doing like Hamilton rap, but I was just like, we can do better. Yeah,
1: <laughs> part. that part
0: I had a little bit of an issue. With. <laughs> Thinking the Klingons rap, I don't know, because Klingon opera is actually canon. Yeah. Why couldn't they come in Klingon and be like-
2: opera? That's a good point. That's a good point. I just thought it was a funny joke because you expecting one thing from the Klingons and then you get something completely different. I thought that was the
1: <laughs> joke they were trying to do. I like that they went with. for lack of a better term the most undignified thing they could come up with
0: right yeah
2: i think that was the bit and wasn't that the actor who played hemmer one of the Mm clans
0: oh i didn't realize that yeah i just read that oh good for him he got in there that's that's nice i i I, uh did that actor did they want to leave or was it always written in that hemmer was going to die in the first season do we know it was
2: written in i think he knew it okay i think he knew it from the beginning
0: okay yeah. That's yeah, I guess we I discussed the the idea, the idea that maybe it's like they're just iterating on a, a chief engineers until this next episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know, right?
0: We'll, we'll get to. We'll get the next episode. Yes, we'll get that's there. That's what we we'll
2: said there. last time we spoke. Like what if they're just sort of every season a different engineer?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny.
1: Um yeah, I think that so Gooding Gooding, I think has the the number of the show i think yeah because her number in engineering which i wish i had a list of song titles in front of me but her number is the best the whole album is on spotify you can i know yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: the the tragedy of her life just relates so well in song like how tragic her family story
0: is oh yeah
2: i think i did like christina's song better i think i did like laon's song
0: they had a similar vibe yeah Yeah. hers was called um they're both they're both kind of ballads yeah and like power ballads where they're both like really up in their upper register and they did the thing with celia where like at the beginning she's like really low and then you just like you just know that she's gonna come up two octaves above you
1: know Mm. wailing
0: on it which she totally did um but I did, I did have like, da, 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 whatever, like uh, the, the first song is where he's talking about the the levels of something it's, it's got stuck yes. in my head for a long time. Because so I did keep listening to the album too.
2: I thought um, it was great. It was a great choice to have Spock start the whole thing off as like yeah. a thing. And mostly because sing, sometimes musicals make me very nervous and give me a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, especially if. There are people that don't usually sing. There are characters sure. that I'm not used to seeing sing, and then I sure. somehow it—I I, I can not quite explain this weird sort of like butterflies in my stomach. Like, oh God, they're gonna sing. <laughs> what
1: well, are you're they nervous doing? for them?
0: I feel like you're nervous for them, which yeah, I get. I'm I mean, I for yeah, them.
1: I feel like I get nervous. There have been so many shows that have done things like this, and I wish I could point to an example. But I'm always afraid that the some actor is gonna betray that they think they're better than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened here. They all throw themselves into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that seems to be the um ethos of this crew. Like they're this this crew of actors. They're not afraid to yeah. do all the wacky zany things that are thrown at them. I mean, it's, hel- it's helpful if they're the... I, I do like someone has described this as like, uh, they're like, Strange New Worlds, is that the one with the, all the hot people? I'm like, yeah.
1: So <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see all the hot people. people like
0: being funny and singing. It's like not mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst it's thing in the world. Pretty,
2: pretty I, people I, I, can't <laughs> really be funny. It's not like fair. Like, you can't <laughs> be pretty and funny. It's very
0: rude. <laughs> it's very <and> rude and <laughs> against um, the laws of physics. I think we all can agree. <laughs> Apropos of nothing, I did see
1: something on social media the other day Talking about how Strange New Worlds has the pound for pound hottest Star Trek cast of all Star Trek shows. Yeah. And mm. no offense to the other shows, but it's tough to argue with that.
0: Yeah. It's where, where, yeah, where is the lie? Everyone is like beautiful. I mean, Rebecca Romaine, mm. who's a former, you know, who, yeah. who is, you know, literally uh, like a, a swimsuit model, yeah. you know, from back yeah. in the day. Yeah.
2: I can't stop looking at Pike's hair. I'm obsessed with his oh, hair yeah. and how high yeah. it gets. And I'm wondering if there's some sort of correlation between the height of his hair and how the, close uh, he is to his death. No. <laughs> <laughs> like what we're going to expect in the episode. Oh, his hair is really high today. We're going to see some funny things.
0: Is or that like, his like when hair's
2: kind of low, we're going to get a serious tone of this show.
0: Is that like when we were going to be no, told that Dilbert had had sex for the first time because his tie was down? Yeah. Um, this is back before Uh-oh. that guy was the wrote asshole. Dilbert. Okay. Oh.
2: Okay, I only remember that vaguely, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Huh. It was big nerd culture for me and my friends in seventh grade or, or grade, whatever <laughs> that shit was coming out. <laughs> but now apparently that guy is like a very, it's like a misogynist asshole on. Sure. Because why wouldn't he be, you know? Why not? 2020? Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Why did they choose Chris? Why do you think they chose anything goes? as a reference to kick this off
0: because what it's classic fears? it's a classic um musical from like and, and musicals like jazz are an american art form right and so mm-hmm. i don't know anything goes just feels like a truly american kind of musical to me um and it's just quintessential like golden age here's some silly tunes and we're in a silly ship and this is what's happening kind of thing <laughs> I, I it, it just make, it makes sense to me that it would be anything goes yeah. um
1: doesn't anything goes also take place on a ship too? It certainly
0: does. It certainly it's, does. It yeah. certainly uh, does. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, maybe that might be part of it.
2: Now you're mm-hmm. speaking to me. Now you're. And the,
0: speaking. the other options for, for uh, musicals that take place on ships are less um appropriate because you have like Titanic, and that's about for mm. sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in my high school production of Titanic, by the way. Were you?
2: Yeah. Yes, Michael. I was.
0: All I can remember I just, is the the Forbidden Broadway uh, version of that, where they say the uh, reviews say dit dot dot dit dot dit, pity it's not a hit, quit <laughs> you're a piece oh. of shit, go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no. But that's that's just the, they to, they do that to every show basically, and then in, in uh. the Forbidden Broadway, every like disaster musical is like a as the Ben Brantley review that comes out is like. New York Times iceberg, dead ahead. Like, it's, very,
2: it's very yeah stupid and nerdy. Well, you know, crashing and whatever. Yeah. Uh You know Mike, what? One more Michael, thing. Go ahead. I want to know more about Titanic, but before it jumps out of my brain, I liked the reference to Carol Marcus in this. Because, of course, duh. Yeah. There's no way that David Marcus is going to exist unless he's born with <laughs> carol marcus right now so that makes yeah. sense
1: the, the 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 time adds up and i saw people complain about this because for some reason they think in wrath of khan that kirk doesn't know about david until he meets david and i just oh, want to say that's not true i don't think that he true, absolutely no. knows about david
2: mm-hmm. he was kept from him for some carol kept him away from him Yep, but not that was, what it was.
0: knowledge of him away from He knew about him. He yeah. just was like, well, it's, it's just like Bev Crusher keeping I, um
2: Yeah, but she also kept the knowledge
0: from that's him. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah.
2: That was bogus, Bev.
0: You know, that they- was uh, way bogus. They brought her into some corners in the season of Picard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um trying to think what are the songs the, all the songs were really good the last one obviously was the the um we are one bringing them together for a, like a full on button on i mean mm-hmm. come on they really you can't you can't ask for more than that um,
1: i would say that there's a influence that the show really wears on a, on 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 shoulder head mm-hmm. i don't know Ready, where do your influences i don't know um, they they cited the Buffy musical episode yeah. as a very, very strong reference point. And you can right. absolutely see that right down to the reference mechanics to of how things get started. You know, where absolutely. it's basically just like, well, it's a subspace thing. And it causes people to speak their emotions, sing their emotions, and things go crazy.
2: And there was a reference to being afraid of bunnies.
1: There was. That's right. Oh, I didn't catch that very
0: I early on. Bunnies aren't yeah. like cute like everybody supposes. They got <laughs> them hoppy legs and twitchy little noses. <laughs> and what's with all the carrots? What do they need such good eyesight for anyway? Bunnies, bunnies, it must be bunnies. <laughs> I do know yeah. Buffy. Really good yeah. tricks. Off you know that bottom. very well. <laughs> mm. What I love yeah. about that though Which is, speaks to what's gone on in this episode Is originally Sarah Michelle Geller Was not going to do her singing Because she she knows she's not a singer That's not her strong suit And then she yep. realized that like her big emotional revelation Of the season was happening in a song And someone else was going to be doing the singing And she didn't want that to be the case So then she mm. sort of got it, got her courage together And did it herself um, yeah. but I remember thinking that was devastating When she revealed that She was like, I was in her yeah i remember Holy Shit, you pulled her That's from the- heaven Ugh. dang i
1: this is not a podcast about the buffy musical but it easily could be but i have always felt that the fact that smg is not that great a singer actually really even helps those moments yeah. especially that reveal it feels very raw absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah where do we go from
0: here? <laughs> yeah, I guess too. Like the, the the this this is like Buffy musical is is more like a, a, a late nineties, late two thousands, like in our feelings, dark musical, which is definitely the kind that that we people were really into then. This musical is more of what we kind of do in Thank You Places, which is like, well, everything's gonna get sealed up with a little bit of a bow for the most part, and you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, because I I, I, yeah. I it's just a little happier, yeah. I would say. It's more 40s, 50s
1: kind of feeling, Correct. if I could put a label on it. Season one of Schmigadoon, Yes. <laughs> there you go.
2: I I enjoyed this episode. I am even happy it wasn't the very last episode. We'll talk about the last episode soon. But because I wasn't exactly happy with, I feel th- they still left some things too open for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and I wasn't happy with Christine Chapel. I wasn't happy with her little stupid breakup with Spock. Like she can't be bothered with Spock because she's got to go do her career with the guy who she ends up marrying. By the way, they dropped that name. And I believe in an episode of the original series, they talk about how they used that used to be her husband. Uh Fiance. Fiance. Yeah. So she she dropped the name of somebody who is yet to be her. (laughs) Roger Corby. Corby. That's what it is. Yeah. And the original show
1: uh, shows him and he's a crazy person who loves robots. So it doesn't work out
0: oh well that
1: that old chestnut
0: every bachelor loves robots these days Mm -hmm. my god
2: (laughs) I guess I just get annoyed with breakups that don't make any sense to me because it's not completely honest where if she if they wanted to be together they would just be together because it's not a long-term thing that she's going on Spock can live hundreds of years and he's perfectly logical to just sit around and Good point. have a long-distance relationship with her. Mm-hmm. So if she really liked him, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You could make it work. So she clearly doesn't care about whatever feel- relationship that she started with Spock wasn't that important to her, which is kind of messed up. And um, considering how she chased him, a little chased, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a little... Uh Christine Chapel. What you doing, girl? Um and I was expecting a little bit more from Spock in return other than just like walking away, but I do like that choice. So um yeah, just things like that were left open for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. I can see that. Um I think that I liked her number a lot, even if I couldn't easily track the emotions for the reasons yeah. you're talking about. I liked Spock's number too, but primarily I liked the clever nature of him talking about equations where the refrain is, I'm the X, yeah. which I'm is X. really, really cute.
2: They said it too many times though. I It started to feel cheesy to me. I'm like, okay, stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get it. You're the ex. Um, I think one of the reasons why I get nervous about musicals is because I like them so much that I just can't handle it. Yeah. You know I, what I, I get mean? Like, I do know there's what you just mean. too many emotions, I can't. Like I can't. Well,
0: it's right also now. one of the few places where we where we we let our even as the audience, we let our guard down to feel more emotions than we generally yeah. feel in other things anyway, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like, you know. Of those, and when, not, when children not start singing,
2: forget it. I'll just start oh, crying yeah. when children oh, start yeah. singing, I'll just be like tears running down my face.
0: They did Carousel at my high school, and my teacher was known for doing little Frankenstein work with all the shows. She would be like, We're gonna borrow this, which is definitely breaking all the licensing rules that, that she had signed with whomever. But <laughs> she put mm-hmm. kids in the end of Carousel, and so it's all these kids being like. When you walk through a storm, hold your hand out. And everyone in the audience is like, no. This <laughs> is so sad. Because that song is already the saddest song you've ever heard in your entire life. And now children are singing it. Oh, no. Yeah. Bring some tissues. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, any other... Uh, I think... fine. Go, go ahead, Michael. Yes.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say about... Uh- musicals and especially musical episodes, I feel like I guess it's all about what groups, social groups you're in because obviously this group is very pro-musical. There's plenty of other groups I'm in that are pro-musical, but I know plenty of people who are not so pro-musical and you sit them down to watch something like this and you want to be like okay, I hope this is good because if this is bad, I'm going to have someone next to me going like, are all musicals like this? Yeah, she's like, no, they are good ones. Mm-hmm.
0: I think this is one that would be good for folks who don't like. It's a, it's a little entry point, you know. I think.
1: Yeah, I
2: talked to my friend who's very much into Star Trek. We should actually, uh, off the record, maybe we should call him up and see how he's doing because he like writes notes like every time he watches Star Trek. He he's like a notebook. <laughs> he's oh, just taking notes down. But uh like he, he even to, to likes send to the
0: writers uh, or just in general? Just, just, uh...
2: just in general. He just writes down all of his Star Trek thoughts in a book. So we <laughs> should we should call him up and see what his thoughts were that day. Dear diary. Anyway. So yes, uh I only brought him up because no, he's not a big musical guy, but he did appreciate it. Uh both of us decided though, me and him. We weren't that thrilled with the anti-gravity bit. We could have done without the anti-gravity bit, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a gilding a lily, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, anti-grav bit. Um, but yeah. still, I was. I'm. I'm if you're gonna gild the lily, do it in a musical episode.
2: <laughs> sure. Yep. That's where it is. That's right. Place to go.
0: Throw the flourish in there. Well, we should. We should move on and talk about this next episode. Yeah. Um. Uh, which is called, as I said, hegemony or hegemony, however you want to say it, uh, and that's a word that I know what it means. I know you guys do too. So why don't yes. you explain it, and then I'll agree. Yes.
2: <clears throat> yes, uh, Michael. It is a group <laughs> of lizards. I believe it's a group. That
0: of is my lizards. understanding. A hegemony is a group of hegemony? lizards. <laughs> it's a group of lizards. No, oh. <laughs> we don't know what it means. I mean, I think I know oh. what it means, but I. I... It is a
2: group
1: so uh webster's dictionary defines uh a dictionary as a book of words uh no hegemony apparently is leadership
0: or or dominance dominance. okay dominance
2: yeah see now i thought it was a group of something so (laughs) i guess of lizards i thought it was a group of, of lizards
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was like some sort of mutual agreement between powers, like not detente, but like something not far away from that. You
0: know, some balance of power type stuff. Yeah. Like Mm. our our mutual power. Yeah. 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 Well, now we know leadership or dominance. Okay. Well, I was about Star Trek.
2: Yeah. You learn stuff. You learn. I was legit telling people that a group of lizards is called a (laughs) hegemony. Oh,
0: well, there you go. Uh, you've learned. Uh, you've learned a new lesson, and but also language is alive. So uh, words are alive. So new meanings come along <laughs> all the time. Uh, now I need an- to know what is
2: a group of lizards
0: <clears throat> I'm not sure. A newt of lizards. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna read this description though. Uh, but a tell- lounge. lounge.
2: A lounge. A lounge
0: of lizards. It's what it's called. That's so funny. It is indeed. That's really funny.
2: Okay, continue.
0: Battel's ship, the USS Cayuga, is ambushed by the Gorn while resupplying the human colony Parnassus Beta. Chapel is aboard the Cayuga en route to her fellowship and survives the attack. The Enterprise sort of <laughs> sorry, she does. The Enterprise arrives to find the wreckage of the Cayuga and a Gorn device, jamming communications and transporters. April orders them not to cross into Gorn claimed space, but Pike secretly leads Ortakus Laan, Mega, and Sam Kirk to the surface. They find Battelle and other survivors, including Starfleet engineer Montgomery Scott, who Whoa. has built a clucking device to hide from the Gorn. Pike learns that Battelle has been infected with Gorn eggs. Following a strategy suggested by Uhura and Pelia, Spock installs rockets on the Cayuga's wreckage so they can crash it into the jammer. He kills an attacking Gorn with help from Chapel, who they have not mentioned is was on that ship. <laughs> <laughs> And so well, she survived, but spank. she was on the ship that was basically destroyed. Uh, the jammer is destroyed, allowing the Enterprise to beam up Pike, Scott, and Patel, who was taken straight to medical. The Gorn capture La'an, Mbenga, Ortega, Sam, and the other survivors. Pike is forced to decide whether to follow orders and retreat or stay to rescue his captured crew. And then we have a classic Star Trek to be continued moment, uh, which you know certainly harkens back to the 90s for mm. me. Yeah.
1: This is my favorite type of cliffhanger one that's literally this will be resolved three minutes from now screen time wise we're just breaking it right here as opposed to those cliffhangers that are about like well, it might take a couple of days or people yeah. are gonna go to their corners and you know and everything this is tense. They yeah. did
2: this a lot on Voyager. the The last episode, first episode, it, it ended up when you watch them yeah. together, it kind of makes like a no, mini next movie.
0: gen too. I mean, Battle of the yeah. Best of Both Worlds was, you know, one of these. I would say, yeah,
2: like a little mini movie, yeah, mini movie, a movie lit, a movie, uh, um, a bonbon move of <laughs> a movie.
0: A bon mo. Uh, I, I will say I really I think I think I think they stuck the landing on with this episode I thought it was really good and I thought mm. it brought back the, the, the balance they've had all season of like light to dark light to dark they did it again and like with the two extremes basically the lightest episode yeah. and the darkest episode um, yeah scary
1: Gorns I, we yeah. talked
2: about the Gorns before we I like how they um, quote unquote fixed the Gorn um, yeah. because every other mention of them was that they were so scary and awful but visually they were just not there um, but I still feel like there's some question marks some holes some things that you know you they're asking us to suspend our disbelief a little bit like how can they be both of these things how can they be such this instinctual um, race of lizards that are fighting for dominance and at the same time have developed uh, warp travel and intelligence and uh, politics and able in order to get all that stuff done. So I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, it's sort of like they're asking us to be- believe all of these things about the Gorn. This is why the Gorn is
0: That are they so are both, scary. like, animalistic yeah. and yet also yeah. warp-capable. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really good point that I didn't think of. That's, uh, that's interesting. But that they have to the take, yeah, there have to be, like, Gorn
1: physicists and, you know, yeah. Gorn chefs and things like that.
2: Yeah. And there was a Gorn that, uh... When Spock rescued Christine Chapel, there was an adult Gorn like working on the uh I don't know. I don't know what he was doing on some panel in the wreckage of the ship that they had to fight. You remember that?
0: Yeah. When it was and I didn't I didn't realize the disconnect of where it looked like a dinosaur in a space chute. <laughs> you yeah. Know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like um, the raptors can not only open the doors, but they can also program the holodeck you now right um
2: so if they have that then they could be then diplomacy could be a possibility so but it's mm-hmm. not a possibility with them because they say how awful they are they just want to impregnate your body with their babies and then yeah. their babies immediately can make other babies with just uh spraying on somebody which is also maybe a weird little um thing that doesn't quite make sense the babies have to fight for dominance. So there's only one, but the babies can also impregnate other people with their saliva.
0: It's like a game of numbers with them, right? They're yeah. just like trying to like get so many out there, but then they're just like I don't know, I don't, I don't understand the uh, the aggressive nature of their culture. The, that's uh, all. I'm just
2: bringing I'm just bringing up the questions about the Gorn that have come up for
0: me. To throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. We come to find out the the Gorn were like agrarian like a hundred years ago, and then something mm-hmm. happened to like make them all <laughs> like this. They, they got some. They created their super scientists created some drug that made them all revert back to yeah. some sort of more primordial state. Right. But they still managed to retain the knowledge of how their technology works.
2: You know what it was? They I probably their... hit warp ten. They probably went to warp they eleven.
0: Hit warp 10. <laughs> 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 That'll do it. That'll these are it. actually, these are the future descendants of Paris right. and uh, okay. okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> in the original series episode, the Gorn does, Captain does speak. um, And he does it in a way that in the 60s is meant to seem more menacing. Mm. But, you know, uh, it doesn't really quite, it's, it's like, Captain Kirk! You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like after about like, over the communicators like about twenty seconds that you're like, okay, I, it's like you're just telling you as you got a scary yeah. as I think it's like, is. He's like
0: talking through a hernia. He's like, oh my god, what happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's painful. Yeah. Um. So, but 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 you know, point
1: point remaining, they do have you know ability to speak and whatnot.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Did you guys enjoy the actor they chose to play montgomery scott i did i really liked him
2: yeah i liked him the young scotty is very good um
0: you have to have such a a ability to appear put upon in a charismatic way to be that character and he definitely has mm -hmm. that going for
2: no i think he i think he aced it
0: yeah yep put upon but also brilliant yes and I love that they that the that he and Pelia have a past. She's like, "Oh, my former student." <laughs> <laughs> of course, I like that
1: they did that, and I also like that there wasn't the, the joke about Scotty is always how he's saying it'll take ten hours to do something when yes. really it'll take five. You know, I liked that they didn't make a joke about that because that would have felt too like,
0: yeah, get it. We get it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it would be too. Um, every every time he's made an appearance since the original series, that's what they've said. In fact, they made it a plot point in that next gen episode where he's like, "You have to tell the captain it'll take longer than it's going to take." How else <laughs> can you think you're a miracle worker? <laughs> he like literally lays it out there. <laughs> oh god. And Jordy's like, "Why well, just do it by the book?" Because I'm Jordy, and then we're like, okay, "We well, <laughs> <you> get it." <laughs> you we yeah um yeah i i I also i also like this this um community of like it looks like just a they're like we can only film in burbank today so how do we make that Mm -hmm.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. oh oh i love chris that was pure canada there i know i know i
1: know (laughs) i know
2: I like the idea of like, they just want to live a, tw- a simple 20th century life, this community. <laughs> yeah. um, so we have to go down and inoculate them. But I kind of could see that being a thing, like a group of, you know, humans who go out there and be like, we only want to live like it's 1899,
0: you know? Well, there are plenty so, of adults who would, who would like to live like it's 1984 right now. Like I, I can see that happening, like headlines <laughs> and, you know, yeah.
2: Are we bringing back cassette tapes? We were talking about them earlier.
0: I told you I have one that's going to tell us yeah. what our Star Trek adventure is when we have our <laughs> Star Trek murder mystery dinner party.
2: <laughs> I'm going to have to show. I'm going to have to show my son things like cassette tapes and rotary phones and, I don't know, floppy disks. I have
0: not... well, we've had to at my my work. We have there's talk of how we'll have eventually have to, and maybe not so not so far in the future have to. Um, redesign the image we have for saving because it is a disk that yeah. people do not use. And yeah. people and Gen Z do not know what that is because they never yeah. had to put one of those in. That well, thing.
2: they know it as the symbol to save on the computer. Right.
0: So <laughs> That's true. That's true. We'll probably replace the, um, I don't know, the name for Twitter before we do that because we haven't done that yet. And and, and the no. um, the icon. Oy. There's
2: a specific word for that, for symbols that lost their meaning but are still used there's a specific word for that which i do not know but hey if anybody out there knows uh please email prime subjective pod
0: (laughs) at gmail.com that's how we get the the active uh email going we'll be like i can't remember this word Uh, and then your husband scott will email you yeah
2: (laughs) he'll do it he'll email me
1: I. I I just googled symbols that have changed over time, and the article I'm on right now wants to talk a lot about Nazi Germany, which I don't want to go there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go no. down that road. let not do I that. I mean, they all, no, people no, love to you. do talk,
2: bring that up, but um, and how we ended on this episode was Battelle infected with corn eggs. They made it. They got her back to the ship.
0: Yeah. But she but she kept saying hey leave me behind I'm I'm literally yeah afraid.
2: they're like nope alienates. we're gonna figure this out but I realize now because they brought it up several times on a New world so they could just hold her in the pattern
0: buffer yeah that's true
1: just,
2: just hold her it's there, tried and true and stasis. also uh,
0: that's a Montgomery Scott trick maybe this is where he learns it
2: yeah, yeah maybe they just put her in stasis like in a pot or something I don't know they could figure it out while well, they're figuring it out
0: yeah. Yeah, that would seem to be a a way to do it. But, you know, they've got to keep the suspense up, of course. I wonder if the next episode instead is just going to be pure horror. They're like, they don't do it. And then she's just wreaking the the little alien babies have like ripped out of her and they're wreaking havoc on the Enterprise. That would really take take, take a tonal tonal shift uh, for this. (laughs) Uh...
1: A bit, yeah. It would be a bit of a shift. Yeah,
2: Um, But they did not, just to uh, jog my memory, they did not... Rescue the rest
0: of the crew, right? Correct. So Where'd the they Gorn be- capture Laan Benga Ortega Sam and the other survivors. So
2: mm. yeah, and that's gotta, where we're
0: at. That's where we're at. He's got to get the rest of them. He's got and they, and he's been ordered to retreat. um
2: I I also I enjoyed this episode. i It wasn't my favorite of the season. Also, I couldn't remember it. When I was like, oh, we're gonna talk about the last episode of Star Trek today of Strange New Worlds today. What is it? What happened? This whole episode just left my memory. So that's how memorable this episode was.
0: It came back to me yeah. as I was reading the um for me. the um <clears throat> well, I guess that's got it makes sense that it would, but as I was reading the, yeah. the description. I think that I was just so I've just I mean, for me, the 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 crown jewel of the season is the It's Subspace Rhapsody. So that's what what I've Mm. remembered the most. I also have re-listened to that soundtrack a couple times. So that sticks in my head that way, too.
2: If they had a soundtrack
0: for this, maybe I would remember it better. (laughs) What
2: was your favorite? So what was your favorite uh, and least favorite episode?
0: So your favorite was
2: Subspace Rhapsody. So what was your least favorite, do you think?
0: My least favorite, I think, was the... I know for sure it was definitely Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Mm. No, 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 not that one. I like that one. No, it was Among the Lotus Eaters. <laughs> that's the one. The one where they're mm. on um that planet where they keep forgetting who they are, and there's a like yes. the cast system. That one I think was my least favorite of the season, and yeah. least memorable to me. Mm.
1: My vote is for favorite is lo- those old scientists, the lower decks, mm-hmm. decks episode. Oh yeah. Least oh, favorite. So good least favorite i would actually say the season premiere which i just Mm -hmm. thought was missing some missing some pike and uh had a few too many subplots
0: yeah i agree
2: yeah i was just trying to remember what that season (laughs) premiere was all about i think i think those old scientists was my favorite I think I like that a little bit more than Subspace Rhapsody. So Subspace Rhapsody would be right underneath those old scientists. And um, yeah, uh, maybe Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow would be my My
0: least favorite favorite too. I would put
2: the one as my least favorite. The Broken Circle was the first episode.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I kind of almost don't remember it at all. Maybe I should...
1: Yeah, Broken Circle had a lot of moments that clearly felt like set up for this season. Yeah. But without that context, they felt kind of incoherent and freestanding. Well, like we were getting like with,
0: the PTSD of the of the Klingon war. Yeah. But without. without Chapel and Mabenga, their whole yeah. thing. And... Hmm.
2: Okay. So that would be my second to last <laughs> since i don't even remember it um there was 10 episodes so that's how i would rank the first my first my top two faves and my bottom two faves
0: but all in all i mean a great season i'm i'm excited to see what they've got in store for us for season three and i'm excited for lower decks to start literally in like two days so yay Yay. it's gonna be good and we'll be shall we discuss uh Do do what we did last time there was Lower Decks, which was a Lower Decks episode and a Companion Classic episode. I
2: love that. That's my favorite. I love doing that. That's just my (laughs) fault. Okay.
0: Well, I brought it up just so I could say, no, we can't do that. No, we absolutely can We can
2: definitely
0: do that. Well,
2: we're being recorded, so... can't take
0: it back i'm already gonna have him cut out the story from earlier about my car on fire because i realized that what if my my f- possibly future mother-in-law does listen to this uh <laughs> at some point in the future <laughs> that we've hid some information from her <laughs> um, well, not only not only that you're you're
1: going to be saying don't worry she doesn't listen to this and then she's going to be like she'll be like double
0: offended No, yeah, so you she know does what? like star too trek much she's a big it's she's a star trek work. fan
2: it's too much work because now you're gonna to have to edit out this part too
0: I know I'll just leave it all in you know <laughs> he's just gonna keep
2: out. her he's keep gonna, gonna tell her from her at some this point. episode keep her from this episode
0: yeah hopefully yeah I think I think we're probably safe but you know <laughs> what can you do <laughs> um any any final thoughts on this episode you guys before we move on to recommendations I have a quick question uh, yeah. just yeah. I want
1: to take account for all the Legacy characters like Chapel Uhura are they all accounted for or are any of them kidnapped by the gorn I don't I'm think... try- I'm trying to take stock of the characters that we know survive because I think none of them are with the gorn
0: right now no the only people with the gorn are people who are not like it's Laan and Benga or and Sam well, Mbenga is a uh, he. He's a he's a legacy character. Oh yes, he is. You're right. You're
1: yeah. And right,
2: Mbenga is. And Mbenga is, is. Uh, Sam. Sam doesn't die now. Sam dies That's later. True. So yeah. Sam won't die, and Mbenga won't die. Lon, we just made her up. She was never here before. We don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> to her.
0: <laughs> but we can't. She's got that voice. We can't kill her now. Yeah, it's true. She's just got a record deal, with Starfleet um labels. Yeah, sure. that's right. <laughs> Store fleet labels. It's great. Um, well, that's good. Any 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 recommendations of other things you guys are currently watching that you're really enjoying?
2: Well, I just watched the silo on uh Apple TV.
0: So good. What'd you think?
2: And I really enjoyed it. I haven't yeah. read those books, and I it it seems like something I would have read, but I didn't. So I think I'm gonna go and read it now that I watched.
0: I'm in the middle of reading the first one of those now because I I, I finished watching the 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 TV show and I wanted to read the book, so I got got the audio book on my phone as we speak. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, I really. I'm halfway through the first book, and I'm at I'm further along than the season we just watched goes, Mm. and I'm really enjoying where I'm really enjoying the first part, and I'm really enjoying this new part.
2: And then earlier, we were talking about um, Fiona and Cake on uh, HBO Max. Oh, yeah. That's also also pretty good.
0: An Adventure Time spinoff starring a friend of mine, Roz Ryan, who plays the voice of Cake. She and I did Chicago together for many years. Um, She and I once went, uh, we once got stuck on the side of a mountain in San Luis Obispo. (laughs) (laughs) Because ways took us the wrong way. And suddenly we ended up on like some sort of like service road which was one lane oh and it was nighttime and so to the right was just like darkness and on to my right was just Roz ryan being like dear lord jesus please save us from this mountain <laughs>
2: <laughs> and speaking of other fr- and speaking of friends of yours i walked by a bookshop and i saw
1: our eric thomas's book
0: oh yeah it's going so people I are loving it i
1: saw it in the story the other day
0: people are loving it i, I finished it it's so good um uh I'm on the acknowledgments page, I will say. Just let's keep making it about me. That's obviously what I need to do. Uh, uh but no, it's it's a it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful memoir. He did it, he's done a beautiful job with it. So I'm I'm really happy for him. I'm also reading Maria Bamford's new memoir, which is called Sure I'll Join Your Cult, which is also very good. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll join your cult. Sure, I'll join your <laughs> cult. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend those things. Um and also one one more thing, I got too many recommendations, but I also mm-hmm. very 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 years late to the game downloaded the Untitled Goose game. You know, where you're like that little goose who's yes. asshole in that town. And you're oh, just yeah, like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. that game!
2: I love the Untitled Goose so game.
0: Fun! Oh it's my god, so it's so fun.
2: It's short. It's not a very long game, but it's yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, it was on sale for ten Great. bucks though, and I got I absolutely got yeah. more than ten bucks worth of enjoyment out of it. Cool. Um, It's so good. That poor groundskeeper. I'm just giving him the business left and right. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Then they're like, trip the child. I'm like, sure, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Remove his glasses and make him put on the wrong glasses. I mean, it's just the the, the most, you know. Yeah, it's very good. That darn goose. That darn goose. Michael, (laughs) do you have any uh, other recommendations or anything like that? Um, We've we're currently watching the final season
1: of only murders in the building, which we're uh-huh. really enjoying. Got I, I, I have a lot of theories this season and I don't want to share them, especially not here with people who might not have
0: watched it yet, but uh, we'll see. Okay. I got theories. I'm not, I, I think I'm one episode behind, but I, I do enjoy it. I'm, 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 I'm less intense about my theories. This is more like of a a less involved pleasure watch for me. I'm just like, oh, that's cute. While I'm playing my untitled goose game on my Switch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they sort of um, tie things up. And and Wheel of Time is also back. Or as Paul Paul keeps calling it, As the Wheel Turns, which I think is hilarious. As the Wheel Turns.
2: (laughs) You know, all these shows starting, it must mean that school is also starting up.
0: But also, oh, it's like we got to we got to of... soak it up now before there's the dearth, um, or not a dearth. There's the lack of uh, programming that's going to come from the you know the multiple oh. strikes that are going on. Yes. it's yes. true. Yep.
2: Soak it up, soak it in, and soak, soak it up while
0: you can. And then we're gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna come back and doing be, will be a classic rewatch series where we're gonna go back and start watching all the old Star um, Trek that's still. We could
2: also go through this Star Trek encyclopedia, um, and. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. We're
0: not gonna do and uh, No, we'll do a random page of the encyclopedia. We'll do an eight-part series uh, chronicling our playing of the murder mystery Star Trek game, and I think that'll okay. be. Yeah, that'll be good. I though. want to
2: do that though. Okay.
0: Yeah, we should do it. I'm, I'm into I'm into doing it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, on that note, I guess maybe we should uh, bring this wonderful episode to a close. Thanks you. Thanks to you both for being uh, for being uh, with us. Um. We don't have to end with a song, but it feels like we should, given that. Yeah, first episode. you choose. I'll choose. Okay. Well, that song is in olden days. A glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking, but heaven knows what?
2: Anything, Anything goes. goes.